So picture this, you are sitting on the couch and you have a cat sitting on top of you, your post-it notes, and your journal. And you're sitting beside today's guest, Denise, who is my friend. And I know she feels very strange about me describing herself in third person right in front of her. Ah. (laughs) I bought these, um, we're not really strangers, cards a while ago. And I know a lot of people, I think I saw a meme yesterday that was like... um, We love a good meme. We love a good meme. A meme yesterday that was like, when they want to just have a casual conversation, but then they take out, we're not really strangers cards. (laughs) Because when I sent Denise, like, the cards that I wanted to talk about today, she was like, wow, these are hard. (laughs) I was like, yeah, they're a little bit tough. If you don't know what we're not really strangers is... My best kind of description of it is it's essentially a um, like a card style question set. I think my best summary of it will come from the box. Um, Oh, wow. This is an intense summary. Do you really know your best friend? How well do you know your mother, sister or anyone else close to you? That's really intense. I don't think I would play this with my mother's sister said by every Asian child ever like literally <laughs> like parent let's have a talk about our feelings hello auntie uh. um, <laughs> just, you're just a relative we're not really strangers is a purpose-driven card game three carefully crafted levels that allow you to create meaningful com- connections with friends family a significant other and even a complete stranger ready okay so that's the original box which I think requires you to just choose questions and talk to talk to your friends by like answering them but the edition that i have is called the self-love edition like four stars how would you rate your ability to routinely think of self-love like self-care how how routinely do i remember to do self-love how do you rate yourself as like yeah self-love is something i'm confident in oh (laughs) like a one yeah like a 0.5 i think i might be at like a 1.7 1.7 like a two. Oh, th- oh that's so good <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so high is like, a- like uh, an average but i'm also like speaking as someone who's not gone back to work yet okay after yeah. winter break yeah, so no. i think it might drop to <laughs> like a gyro 0.2 drop. yeah like a 0.1578555 you can like open your eyes and like today today's like a 0.0038 i've been pretty bad lately I think it's very difficult to quantify, like, maybe it's more of, like, conscious acts of self-love. Like, we probably do it unconsciously all the time. Like, oh, I I uh, really don't feel good today, so I'm going to take the shuttle bus instead of walking, like, 10 minutes to the station. Or, right. like, to me, that would be, like, unconscious. Whereas, like, I will get a box of Vita, Vita lemon tea today for lunch because I feel kind of bad about myself and I really need some sugar in oh my, my system. God. Yeah, it's like I will let myself have this thing. On that note, it's also like sometimes I'm at, I'm at work and I would have had a coffee by like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then That's I think... So early. 
but I know, but I get to work at seven. At around 10, I'm like, hmm, could I have another one? <laughs> and then by then it's kind of like, is it self-love or self-care that you are exercising? Or is it self-destruction that you are going for? disguised as like i'll treat myself with a little bit more coffee so um yeah but i think consciously and unconsciously like a way to probably look at it um this definitely this card set definitely um forces you to consciously think about it yeah which you never really get the opportunity to yeah um because it's such a i think self-awareness is also such an internalized thing yeah it definitely is i asked denise if she wanted to like choose um some cards some cards or actually i would draw some cards and she would choose a couple that were in the cards that i drew Mm -hmm. um just because they're also like big questions and it's good to have the option um but we do have the cards with us if we feel like pulling a wild card which of them took Um, you a shorter amount of time to think about think the how do i compare myself mm. oh no who do i compare myself most to why them how does the comparison fuel me and how does it drain me i didn't answer like the last two parts like the fueling and the draining because i feel like that's really difficult but we can also talk about yeah, it like when I, we get there you can go first okay um i think i compare myself most to like the me a time frame ago I compare myself most to people who are in a similar context to me. Yes, same. Um, and I think one example is like, I used to isolate myself a lot in university when I had assignments. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, study dates and like study groups yeah, and yeah. stuff, that was never an option in my brain. Cause like, oh, I if, also never did that. yeah, if an assignment came up, I knew what I would be like. Um, and so I'd just be like, all right, see you in two weeks. And then yeah. I would disappear. I also can't concentrate. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's like a, I'm sure there are ways to like work around that. Yeah. But I just never gave myself the option to like figure that out. It's just always easier. Um, but I also feel like these days I compare myself most to the past version of myself. Mm. Um, especially since I'm now working in like education. Mm hmm. I find myself comparing me now to like me when I was like a scraggly teenager, like angsty. Scrungly. Like scr- <laughs> These are not scrungly words. teenager. <laughs> um, yeah, like I feel like I used to compare myself and I still do. When I first started teaching, I would uh-huh. constantly see like the ghost of my Christmas past just like lingering vibes, in the room. Vibes. Um, mainly because it's negative. so bracket negative vibes negative um but it's just so hard to detach like the like you can grow and you can change but i think every now and then the way that you grew up in like let's say middle school Mm. or like high school there are some ways of thinking that still like crawl back and i catch myself thinking about like like sometimes, I don't know, like a kid will be going through a tough time and I'm instantly transported to when I thought it was the end of the world because I yeah. couldn't remember my PE kit, you know? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that was... When you forget your uh, <laughs> swimsuit and your swim... I actually oh had a nightmare God. the other day where it was like swimming gala or something. No. And then I forgot no. my swimsuit and my swim cap and my goggles. And then... All three! <laughs> <laughs> Which like, how can you forget that when you're going to a swimming gala? But anyways in my nightmare and then the teacher was like you have to go buy one immediately and i was like 
buy one with what with, with what, what money <laughs> i'm a child use your octopus car <laughs> with my 50 dollars on it so like i compare myself a lot to mm-hmm. past me but i think also in uni i compare myself to like the me who wrote an awesome paper mm. and can never write it again like i would get let's say like an a on a paper mm-hmm. and then whilst i'm doing another paper afterwards i would constantly still be thinking about the me who wrote that awesome paper mm. and it's like i'm competing with myself all the time and it's kind of a battle that i will not win because yeah. it's like why are you still thinking of that thing you did five months ago that's mm-hmm. invalid now which i don't know if it's invalid or if it's just like we always want permanence in something lasting forever like an a grade or like Mm -hmm. um an achievement that you did like there's a certain expiration date that we let ourselves have this achievement right like you'll receive an award or like recognition for something and you're like okay one more more yeah hello but that's my answer i don't know if you (laughs) resonate with some of that but yes i think um the part when you talked about similar contexts Mm. so the only thing i would add to that is like um, for me, I separated my answers into like three parts. Awesome. So, <laughs> Give me the parts now. It was like childhood, mm. uh, because you, uh, we're not that old. Uh, I'd like to think that childhood, and then like maybe you know school, school life. So like middle school, high school, uni, and then like current, right now, like working life, because that's kind of like the biggest phases of our life that we've had to date. But yeah, like in terms of like similar context, I think what I always did was like, there's like peers around me. And then I would always find the peer that was excelling. Mm. And then I would compare myself to them. And I was like, well, why are they so good at doing? How are they doing yeah, this? Yeah, what, what, what's like, their what? secret? What is happening? Tell what is, me. Yeah, I, I want to know. I want in on the whatever's happening. Um when i was a child it was like family friends oh my uh, you god know, like, yeah chinese families uh, it's always like look at your friend um parents they, hyper fixate on like one friend as yeah. well that you have yeah or it's always what is everybody else doing better than you uh and you're not doing and i'm going to point that out and create lots of self-esteem issues <laughs> and also perfectionism in my tiny child um, horrifying yeah, so for me, it was, like, family friends. Besides grades and achievements, mm. my parents would also... Uh, not to shit on them or anything. Uh, am I allowed to swear on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just put echoes meow over it. Um, not to, like, shit on my parents. Like, parenting is very difficult. And, like, you know, th- you can never... There's not a 100% right way on parenting. But it's also not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to be a perfect parent. Uh, but they would also, like... Uh, unnecessarily point out um like the like etiquette Mm. and like manners of other children (laughs) who had it down you know had it like Uh. they had it right and then i think for a lot of children um i was a very very socially awkward child me too yeah right yeah Yeah, i was very shy oh god um i would like start hyperventilating before i knew i had to like say hi to aunties and uncles because i was like i have to get it right or else i'm something's gonna happen something bad so bad is gonna happen i'm like seven (laughs) it's like you know my nds is at stake (laughs) and then they would um my parents would always be like why can't you um greet everyone else like 
like so and so. I guess for at this point in their lives, for a lot of parents, their child is like, like an extension of themselves, right? So it always looks really bad. So I was like, it was like, oh okay, but I need to get this right, and it was like a lot of like etiquette and like manners and stuff, and it was very difficult. Um, moving on, <laughs> after childhood. Um, I think like in in school, it's the same as you. It, uh, you compare yourself to a lot of like people around you who are doing really well. I think for me, like the the most memorable was like IB mm. because like for a lot of middle school students, you know, like your grades are such a huge factor of your life at that at that age because that's all you're taught to care about. And then, besides all of your academics, you also have to excel in extracurricular because apparently, like universities, don't care if you're just extremely smart. Um, you also have to be, you know, a, a well-rounded individual. Oh God! And then it was like when when all of the IB exam grades came out, I was like, uh, I'll tell everyone this. I'm not ashamed. I got a 40. But I was like, you know what? This is really good for me. Like, mm. I'm really proud of myself. And then everyone in my friendship group all got higher than me. And I was like, am I the anomaly? Like, like keep I in mind so that you dumb. were well above the world average, yeah. by the way. Like, <laughs> I was like, I am the most stupid person oh, ever. You should hit the I'm 40s. So and stupid. Yet. My friends are all geniuses. That's all that there is to it. <laughs> I, Which is, of course, I know that now. But back then, I was like, this is a life-changing moment for me. Well, because we were in a bubble as yeah. well. It wasn't like I was looking to attain full marks. Like, you know, like, but th- it was a possibility that yeah. there was still a possible way. Yeah. Me getting my three marks in TOK. Yeah. <laughs> the EE really did it for me. Like yeah. a one mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then... My current life is like I will compare myself a lot to my coworkers, mm. or like even just um, everyone who's like my age that we know in our social circle. Um, oh, another thing from like the uni time was I don't think I've actively told a lot of people because it's kind of difficult to explain without like you know when you said earlier like let's launch into my uh, traumatic backstory, <laughs> but. Um, in uni, I actually uh, interrupted in my second year, so I didn't finish my second year. Mm. I also barely passed my first year. First uh, year is hard, actually, actually uh, in general, and yeah. then on top of other things. Like overall, it took me five years to complete my university degree because in the beginning I took a foundation year, mm. and because I thought I wanted to do art, and then I was like, you know what, this uni sucks. Not na- not naming names. Um, I don't like the way they grade. And also, I uh, was having a really bad uh, mental health crisis. So I was like, okay, I'm going to change degrees. And then I went to UCL um, for anthropology. Woo! Woo. Woo. (laughs) And then I interrupted in my second year. So basically, I repeated my second year. Hmm. And then I did my third and final year. So all together, it was like foundation of years, one year, first hmm. year of my uh, bachelor degree, and then two years spent on the second year, and then one year spent on the third year. So it took five years. And meanwhile, oh. by the time I had reached my second year, um, where I didn't succeed to move on to the next year, most of my other other peers my age have graduated uni because if they mm. studied in the UK, your degree is only like three, three years. years. And then people are starting to come out and like work. 
And I was like, everyone is working. Everyone's graduated. I'm still in university. Yeah. Everything is going to be so terrible. <laughs> it's like, life is not going to happen anymore. Like, this yeah. is... That's rough because it's also like, should I be at the same pace? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think am that I, was, Am yeah. I lagging? Like, what's going on? Is the disc, like, scratched? Do I have to, like, yeah. eject it again and then put it back in after, like, scrubbing it with my shirt? Because <laughs> um, I remember... So, basically, at uni, I had, like, three years as an option because mm-hmm. I did IB. Um, and everyone would have four years around me. Mm-hmm. So, the only problem with that is that... That meant that I would have to squish all my credits Mm -hmm. into those three years. And that was so much pressure on me because I was like, I don't want to have to do 21 credits every term. And I ended up doing my final year project also in my third year, which is early, a whole year. I had to decide what I wanted to do in my second year for my final year project, which I was still like... I was really smart. I was a noob (laughs) in like second year. I... Yeah, I remember submitting that. Also, I, it was on my phone as a Google form. Yeah. And I submitted this Google form whilst walking down the parking shop aisle to find kimchi. Um, that was my vivid memory of the time. And I remember thinking, like, why am I putting so much pressure to do this final year project just so that I can reach the same pace that I am expected to have? Mm. I could just wait another year. But I feel like I, res- I resonate in the sense that, like, we have a specific predicted time frame yeah. that we're given to do all this stuff. Yeah. And then when we don't reach it yet, and we're still doing it, but we don't reach it yet. And then other people have like our age, especially yeah. um, have done like insane, like crazy things. Mm-hmm. I say crazy things. They got a job. Yeah. Crazy. They got a job. They're working. Um, and <laughs> they they're able to like be self-sufficient and like not be under the bracket of yes. student anymore. And like their parents won't tell them that, you know, they're just lounging around on the yeah. couch all day. Literally the, the second time I attempted second year, I was like, I'm so tired of this. I hate studying. I just want to get a job. Like, can I just quit uni? I just mm. want to start working. I don't need, I, I don't need to need, read this other text <laughs> yeah. enough. I'm so tired. I just want to get a job and be normal. Hmm. And I think, yeah, it's really like that time frame issue. And um, I don't know if it's also like, you know, added pressure of like Asian parents. Like my parents were very supportive. Hmm. Like when they found out, they were like, what do we need to do to nice. make sure that they were trying, you know, like there were a lot of things that they did that were weird and not so great but they were trying um like what can we do to support you to get to like the the end goal which is finishing your degree because that will make it a lot easier for you Mm. in in um the later stages of your life which is like i hate studying but at least like i don't regret getting a degree Um, because now you have one yeah now i have one and it's easier to get a job which is true uh in hong kong at least we are definitely also comparing ourselves to ideals yeah like the real or i don't know what do you call it like the surreal expectations imposed by our own expectations and i think a lot of cultures differ in the sense that like moving out by 18 in some countries is like yeah i know what the heck you're like a baby (laughs) 
literally 18 year olds uh, every 18 year old listening to this podcast you're babies but you are on the road to not being a baby yeah it's not but fun. you're still a baby i think it's fun to be a baby yeah i would rather be a baby um, forever i i think being a baby is probably where we might compare ourselves to sometimes as well because we're like wow yeah. Me, I think the other day I was walking up a slope and I remember the only thought I have in my brain every time this happens is, wow, adulthood is really like groceries, slopes, and forgetting where you put your octopus card. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that's for me at least. Like, every slope I walk up, I'm like, wow, this is, this is adulting. Yeah, I wish I was a baby sitting inside a baby stroller being pushed everywhere. Uh, you know, sometimes, okay, in Hong Kong, like some grannies will have like, like some grandparents, they will push their child on these little like bicycle looking seats. And I'm like, every oh time God. I see one, uh, yeah, it's like a little, it's literally, it's like the most minimalistic stroller you've ever seen. Uh, if you take the basic components of a stroller, which is a seat, the wheels, um, and then like the handle for you to push it, that's what it looks like. And every time I see one, I'm like, I... I wish I was that baby. Like, I just want to sit down. I don't want to have to walk. (laughs) For context, um, Denise also wants an electric scooter. Yeah, I really want an electric scooter. She wants a scooter. Uh, Or even a normal scooter. Like, I just want to scoot, you know? Um, But also, I don't think you've realized Hong Kong is so hilly. Uh, Yeah. There are some some places where you can't scoot. uh, It's not safe. It's not accessible. It's not safe for you to scoot. I will scoot. If you have to scoot down that hill, down the road. The other option that I briefly thought of was uh, rollerblades. And then I quickly realized that this would probably cause me uh, serious injuries. And, uh, and also not very like handy for on the MTR. So I quickly abandoned that idea. But yeah, I really crave an accessible way of, of transportation where I don't have to use my legs. Did you ever have wheelies? No. Or heelies? Maybe, maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with like um, um, these modes of transportation because I've never had heelies. Me neither. Okay, heelies. I was like, wheelies? I think they're heelys. Heelys. Uh, for people who don't know what heelys are, they're like sneakers with little uh, wheels built into the heel that you can pop out, and then you can just wheel around everywhere, preferably on smooth surfaces. And every time I saw another child with heelys as a child, I was so jealous. I was, I was so jealous. I was like, what? What can I do? Also, when they light up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was just thinking, like, I would look at my mom, like, what do I have to do to get Heelys? And she was like, they're bad for your feet. They're bad for your legs. We're not going to get them. And I was like, okay. Nothing, because you're never getting them. Yeah. <laughs> like, never. You're never getting them. Um, so sad. But I like how you put that into, like, three parts, because it does make sense. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we were in a you, really big tangent. We're now back to the... But I think because when you're a child, your community is, like... You know, your yeah, peers. you have very different um, like social context throughout your life. So I guess like and it's bizarre that it changes so much. It yeah, it changes a lot. Like your your only social circle when you're a child is probably like the people you see at extracurricular, your like schoolmates, and then mm. your like family friends and like very close friends. We really dug into that one, which is awesome. Um, hmm. You can pick the next one. Okay. Oh, this one was. Okay, this one? what do I want to stop apologizing for? Okay. You start. Oh, I start? You start, because okay, I started the last one. 
Um, I only wrote one thing down because I could only really think about one thing, which is I wanted to stop apologizing to myself mm. for spending money. Oh. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of like anxiety about finances and money in general. Um, and I think like it's been heightened after I started working mm. because now I like I'm very lucky I'm very fortunate I don't have to worry about rent because I still live at home and I don't have to worry about like expenses like my bills or like my food because that's also taken care of but just like other other things like saving mm. or like if I need to buy my own necessities uh, some some things are not necessities like supplements but you know they make my life better <laughs> <laughs> they're necessities yeah <laughs> Um, and I still feel really guilty whenever I spend over like a certain amount of money, but then, um, I'm trying to like fix that mindset, like not fix or maybe just like remedy Mm. it by telling myself like, you know, everybody has to go through life spending money. It's not like I can not spend a single cent for the rest of my life and just save it until I buy a house or something. Yeah. Um, but I will feel so guilty about like buying anything that's over $200, Hong mm. Kong dollars. Um, that it's, it's like, I don't think it's very healthy. So that's my I think it's also like building on that. There's a lot of people who tend to, or maybe, okay, I don't think people actually think this, but sometimes when I get asked, like, oh, how much was this? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why. I feel the need to, like, make the price lower. Oh. Like, as in, like, the actual price of this thing that I bought. Yeah. I feel the need to, like, half it or, like... Because I feel like I would get judged if someone knew that I spent money on, I don't know, like, a artificial plant that costed way more than I needed it to (laughs) like it's like why would you buy that it's not a necessity like it's not um and I think maybe it's because it's a result of either like how you've grown up or like because I remember in school my octopus card there were there were so many days where I would go to McDonald's and I'd pay in coins Oh my gosh. Um, just like counting individual coins because I was like, yes, I can't afford this apple pie. <laughs> like, um, and I think also because when I was growing up, like my dad ingrained into my brain, like mm-hmm. money doesn't come from trees, you know, like yeah. that whole mentality of like, um, <clears throat> like is $1 not money? Like, like that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so I constantly feel this pressure of like, oh, if I tell someone how much something costs, I hope they don't judge me for, like, how much it costs. Like, so I think for me, it's less about, like, myself and my perception of how much this thing is. It's more like, I wonder if other people will think of me a certain way because, I don't know, I bought an artificial plant that was, like, $200, you know? Like, that's... I think that's how I'm looking at it. It's more like... Once again, can you tell growing up I've had self-conscious issues? Like, (laughs) tell me you have had social anxiety without telling me. What you said about, like, allowing yourself to have, like, moments where you can, like, hey, yes, you can just buy this. I think, um, like, I I try to think about where the anxiety comes from or, like, why I have such an ingrained habit. And I don't know if it's, like... Uh, all of these times I've seen my mom uh, uh, shop for items on sale oh. and get like really good deals 
and I'm like, that must feel so good. Um, or just like even me now, like I'll be I'll be like looking for uh, a boot because my my pair of boots are broken, so it's not like I can wear them anymore. <laughs> and then you know, like uh, maybe a normal person our age would be like uh, invest in a good pair, you know, like maybe buy a pair of Docs or just like shoes, you know, shoes take you everywhere. You can splurge a little bit. I will like go into just a store and be like, what is the best deal I can find? <laughs> and I found this pair for like three ninety nine, and I was so proud of myself. I was like, um, I even asked the store lady, I was like, is this pair this price that you've stuck on the bottom just in case I got it wrong? Yeah. And I think like, uh, I'm trying to, to start small by looking at areas of my life where if I can buy something to make my quality of life better hmm. then I'm going to do it um yeah. for example getting melatonin gummies was one of the best decisions of my life oh, I does it help you sleep better yes like I wow. used to take really really long to go to bed like over half an hour and I would just lie there and then my quality of sleep would be really bad because I'm a really light sleeper so something like a bird will will a bird at in like the 12 a.m. Yeah. Uh, 12 is like really no maybe like three or four and oh then a bird God. is like yeah. and then i will like wake up <laughs> and then it will take me so long to go back to sleep um and i was just mm. like not getting quality sleep and i was like oh this is really impacting my daily life my mental health yeah um my personality because i'm literally so grumpy yeah and then i was like i will try these out can't look back i love melatonin i definitely tried uh, for everybody out there i definitely tried a lot of other things uh uh before i did the melatonin gummies i wasn't just like drugs (laughs) (laughs) like my first thought wasn't like i'm going to take drugs i tried aromatherapy like i still use yeah i still use my aroma diffuser with you know like uh some may think like those mlm uh essential oils <laughs> um and i tried like those uh uh playlists on spotify where they're like 2.4 hertz brain wave <laughs> you know and then i tried like those um podcasts which mm. like tell you stories or they try to like meditate you into sleep those um, give me wacky dreams because i end up dreaming yes. about what what they're talking about what they're talking yeah about. i've tried a lot of things and then in the end i was like you know what if i I'm have to spend like 128 dollars on a bottle of 30 melatonin gummies i'm going to do it because it's going to let me sleep and they work and they work uh, i just uh, i will say for everybody out there who hasn't tried melatonin they do give you really funky dreams in the beginning so uh just if you already have funky dreams like me uh, they will get even more funky. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow, I yeah, I think I did once spend money on vitamins, which were gummies, but they were like from a coupon that I had, mm-hmm. so I didn't feel like I was spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, and will I buy them again? Probably not, because they were very. You don't know if they actually work or if it's like placebo effect kind yeah. of gummies. Um, and they were from Slow Whip. So I was like, hmm, I'm not going to buy them again because they were fancy schmancy. And I, for fancy schmancy prices, I don't know if it works. Yeah. Um, 
the other thing I take are probiotics. I don't know if you take those. Oh. Yeah, you know, tummy issues. Yeah. A lot of people have tummy issues. And so I was like, you know what would make my life better if I didn't have stomach problems? And I was like, I'm going to ingest all of these bacteria in this tiny pill and it will help. And it did. I feel like tummy problems are also like very mind driven for me mm. and it doesn't help that i'm constantly turbulent as a human being yeah. which is funny because i don't think it shows to some people like some people like that don't know me I'm very well um will tend to be like oh you have a very calming presence and i'm like right. well that's great because on the inside <laughs> I she's feel screaming like crying I'm, throwing she's up she's screaming crying throwing up tearing down the wallpaper like <laughs> all the things um and so i think yeah i'm you end up masking these things very well yeah um but i also feel like the one thing that i definitely i I mean, these are actual things you do need to stop apologizing for. I have written down stupid things. Like, yesterday I was oh. trying to journal, like, what I would possibly answer to these. And my only answer, I think, before I went to bed was, like, really stupid stuff. Because I, ca I catch myself apologizing way too much for things. Mm -hmm. Like, things that don't even matter. Like, I think the other day I was apologizing for, I don't know, like, even things like being one minute late to something. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you had to wait Meanwhile, for so long. me 25 minutes late to things <laughs> regularly. Sorry to my friends. I don't know, because I find myself saying, like, I'm sorry. And then I think one way to look at it is that I'm trying to replace I'm sorry with thank you for... Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. And I've been trying to do that. Yeah. And, but it makes it a big thing. And so, yeah. like, I tr I've been trying to replace it with, like, thank you for, I don't know, like, listening to me instead yeah. of, like, or sorry for, for rambling. Waiting to me. Waiting, yeah. Yeah. waiting to me. Yeah. Waiting to me. Waiting to me. Wait to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think as a kid, I used to broken record mm. like re and i learned this in anthropology mm. so when we're we have an inner new newsreel that's mm -hmm. what it's called we have we all have an inner new yeah an inner news reel i don't she know why it. i had to look away to say that um where you are constantly reflecting almost like a recap of like your mm -hmm. day and sometimes some of us will recap the more kind of negative or embarrassing parts and yeah. just replay them over and over and over yeah and i think that makes me apologize for all these stupid little things that i like bank into my head right. and so yeah i wrote down like stupid things because i'm like i really do apologize way too much for someone who's just existing yeah <laughs> and trying to figure things out yeah um and I think it's still a work in progress. Like, I still catch myself, like, feeling sorry for just the most absurd. I think one of my friends the other day was like, why are you sorry? Like, do why are you, you apologizing? Do you think you say it out of, like, habit? Or do you say it because you genuinely feel, like, you, you actually have the feeling where you feel really bad and you're like, I, I need to apologize? The latter. It's wow. like, I feel, or like, something about it. Like, mm -hmm. it's probably a different word that I haven't registered, mm -hmm. but I think sorry guilt. is the... Oh, <laughs> the guilt. Maybe it's guilt. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's that. Mm -hmm. So I will answer not finance issues, but that too, mm -hmm. um, with, 
I just need to recognize when things do need an apology and when they don't. More so when they don't need an apology. Mm. And just a thank you or a gratitude because that's better than saying I'm sorry. I'm thumbs upping to Clara. Thank you. I really pre- <laughs> I'll take that thumb and I'll raise you a pinky. <laughs> All five fingers. I think I might actually even separate this into like two parts. Oh. Um, it's feeding time. Um, oh, okay. I was like, what her, the heck it's is her happening? It's her auto feeder, and she's probably going to be an like, alien invasion. But I am probably going to separate this into two parts, so we can Thanks, we can have like a bunch of short spurts of this. Thanks, Clara. Thanks, Denise. <laughs> Wholeheartedly, Clara and Denise. Woo! Woo! Bye! Woo, bye! Have a good evening or morning. Or whenever, whatever time you are, whatever time zones are weird.